Hey guys, it's Juliet from Do You Follow Podcast, a podcast on social media and influencer marketing where we answer your questions about social, influencers, and everything in between. So on this week's episode, we are talking about the scandal that is happening in real time with Instagram influencer Caroline Calloway. If you don't know who she is, don't worry. I kind of just discovered who she was somewhat recently, but there is a big expose happening in real time as we speak between her and her ex-BFF slash ghostwriter. You don't want to miss this. We kind of go into the details of it. I explained it to Rachel since she had no idea who this person was, but you'll definitely want to read the cut article associated with it and then go follow her Instagram. It's kind of crazy, just warning you. We also are talking about a question that we got from a listener who DM'd us. She's looking to make the change from corporate to freelance social media, and she wanted some advice on how to do that and how to break in. And we also kind of do a little deep dive on what exactly you should be doing if you are a freelance social person. So what kind of projects and tasks and goals are kind of the best if you are in that space. Uh, And then, of course, we play some games and... You guys should listen on in because it's a great episode. If you want to submit a question for the podcast, please, please, please do so. We are taking questions for the season of Do You Follow Podcast. You can DM me and Rachel at jdalphine and at Rachel Jo Silver on Instagram. Or if you want to send a longer in-depth question, send us an email at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com and we will answer it on a future episode. And as always, you can choose to be anonymous if you want. If you work for a company and you kind of don't want to air your dirty laundry or have your question be exposed, we're happy to keep you anonymous. But if you are looking to get some followers and you want that attention as well, just let us know when you send us a message. All right, let's get into the episode. Okay, Juliet, on the group, the social media queens group text last night, which I feel like we should explain the emojis and the group, you guys were talking about this, like, scammer, Caroline Calloway, and I was the only one who had no idea what was going on, which I'm going to blame on. No, actually, you weren't. You weren't. It seemed like Yeah, it's this, like, so, okay, I'm going to back up. Say about the group text, because I feel like, you know, there's all these memes now that are, like, Behind every successful person is like a group text backing them up. And I feel like <laughs> this so is like true. a special group text. Yeah. So we started this group text um, a couple years ago at this point with some of the girls from Birchbox, Rent the Runway. Basically, like we call it our social media queens group text. And like if anyone has a question about like what tool should I be using for tracking like – I don't know, influencer marketing, or like, what do you think of this thing? We all kind of sound off and we help each other. And we also just send each other like very <laughs> social media relevant news in that text. So last and the emojis night, are the actual queen and the, and the arm with the phone. And so like whenever I get a text on the group, I'm like, oh, something like yeah, interesting is going on. Yeah. So last night I was watching Jonathan Graziano's Instagram stories. Do you remember him, Rachel? Yeah, he did social for BarkBox. Yeah, he did. We hung with him in LA at the um, launch of Of Facebook Live. Live. That was so (laughs) funny. I feel like we drank like funny mixed drinks with him in like a pool. Is that right? Yeah, he's hilarious. He's also like, he was in, um, I think like one of those comedy 
uh, like not the Groundlings, but like the New York one. So he's like hilarious, just like naturally funny. And he's a great Instagram follow. His Instagram is John Graz, J-O-N-G-R-A-Z. He was, I always watch his stories because he's very entertaining. And last night he started storying about Caroline Calloway. And he was like, I can't stop watching this. He was like, if you don't know what I'm talking about, like, go read the cut article that explains this. But like, he was like, I really resonated with me because I work in like social and influencer marketing. And he was like, you just have to watch it. It's like a car crash. You can't stop watching it. But is this, remember, what was the thing with the woman who was like scamming? It was in New York. hotel? Yeah. That was Anna Delvey. So scammers are really hot right now. They're like... (laughs) Everyone loves a good scam. Well, and the original Fire. one was the hipster grifter. And then What's remember, that? you watch that show on um, high maintenance. Mm-hmm. There was like a spoof, an episode. You know how that epi- that show is all about? Yeah. Like there, you know, there was like this the scammer girl. Yes, yes. I think she was like based on on that on this. Oh, that's okay. So oh no, funny. this is two thousand nine. The Hipster Grifter, the first article. That's what I mean. This was, like, old. Like, I remember my cool, like, Wesleyan friends That's telling. This was, like, the original internet. She was, like, the OG scamardist. Yeah. Um, anyways. Okay, so Oh, right. She woman? chronicled Pharrell's seduction of eager boys in Brooklyn who she swindled out of money. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that high maintenance episode. So, very yeah. Um, and she was, like, homeless on the show, but, like, convinced right. all these guys to, like, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so Caroline Calloway, she is an Instagram influencer slash writer, but she became popular, I think, like in the last couple of years, and um, she has almost 800,000 followers. What's her Instagram? Caroline Calloway, (laughs) a C. Also, I was doing a very deep dive into her. There's so many, like, so many weird turns to this story that I can't even get into on this podcast. But Oh, like, she's the one who, right, she, like, hosted a class and then people showed yes. up. And, right, okay. Yes, so right. that's the first time I heard about her, which was earlier, I think it was the winter of this year. And it was right around, like, the fire Festival, all of that stuff that came out. So right. everyone was comparing her to, like, another fire Festival. She basically scammed people um into buying like a almost two hundred dollar ticket to go to her like creative writing workshop, but like she had never she'd done none of the planning and had to like cancel it and like actually did refund people for it, but it was like unfolding all on Instagram and it was just like a sad sight to see her like kind of scrambling and trying and just being so like just not caring about her followers at all. Like she was telling people like who bought tickets for the New for the Philly um, tour to like they could their tickets would be eligible if they came to New York like just craziness and we don't think it was like genuine like you know me I'm like well maybe she was just like unequipped like maybe she's just a doofus but not a s- intentional sw- right well that's what people are saying like is she a scam artist or is she just like dumb yeah yeah I. I don't know because the story is just so weird. So the other day, we're talking to you guys on Friday the 13th, which is very <gasps> spooky. I know. 
and it's a full moon tonight. So watch wow. out. It's going to be witchy. <laughs> do I need to like um, do anything? I don't have my crystals with me. What Do I need to like oh, do anything? Maybe you can like write down your intentions for the next month. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You could have a little full moon ceremony. Okay. Um, I do whatever Juliet tells me. Yeah. Um, okay. So two days ago, this young writer at The Cut wrote this essay basically saying, I'm Caroline Calloway's ex-BFF and I am her ghost, was her ghost writer for many years. And like influencers, a lot of them have ghost writers. If they're like fashion and beauty bloggers, like that's pretty standard now. They talk about that. Ghost writers of like their blog? Yes. But this woman was a, like her whole thing was I'm a writer, like I'm a literary, I went to NYU for creative writing, I went to Cambridge, like, so they met back at NYU when they were Because can I just say something? Like, Mm -hmm. you can tell the difference, like there's different, like, Cup of Joe is like actually a good writer, and that's why people like read her blog. And then there's other people who like, I love their Instagram and I like look at their blog for more like content, but their writing's terrible. Yes. And that's like okay, but it's like there's – right, to your point, they're like two different kinds of Mm -hmm. people. Right, okay. Yeah, and so she – her whole thing was like I'm a writer, like I'm going to be like, you know, the next great American literary figure for women, blah, blah, blah. But Um. this other woman was basically like writing all of her stuff for her, and it goes into like many stories and details about how she was like – they got a book deal out of it – she was paid an advance of like $400,000 that she's still kind of figuring out how to pay back because she never delivered on the stories. Um, and basically this essay is like exposing her as, and telling the story of like, I latched onto this girl who was this like, you know, everyone was loved her who met her. She was this like, you know, very shiny object, like, but she kind of like did not have her shit together at all. And she, um, like the interesting thing is. Like, like this sounds like, a bit what? like um, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, yeah. Completely. Who I also like, it's just my nature. But even when I was watching that, I was like, she didn't set out to scam people. She just like thought she could do it. And it doesn't make it okay. I mean, you can't take people's money. Like, I'm not like yeah. excusing it. Please don't yeah. please understand me, but I just do think there's a difference between like, like min- ill-intentioned yeah. people and just like bozos. Yeah, and I think that it like crosses. There's a fine line between that with yep. her. Like, I don't know if she's like so intentionally like sociopathic, but I do like she lied about a lot of things, like weird things and. This woman talks about it in the essay, and she's like, I chose to ignore some of it because, like, it seemed kind of harmless. But then it got to the point where, like, she was just, like, a shitty friend. Like, yeah. she left her alone, like, in Amsterdam. What? Did not answer her, like, phone calls. Uh, it's really funny because I feel like it's, like, people are like, why, why do people, who is this person? Like, why do we care about this? But it's, it's like, two women who are sort of, like, elitist. It's this very sort of, like, they both came from, like, well, I think the this the scammy girl came from, like, a, you know, she came from money. She came from, like, a very, like, 
good upbringing and lifestyle. So of course everybody loves to like expose that. Um, but I think it's also like, it's not just this cut article that is like getting all the attention. It's like basically how Caroline is now using her Instagram to unfold it all in real time. So this story came out two days ago. She's posted like almost a hundred times on her Instagram screenshots of her Instagram from like 2012 going into detail about like what she wrote and didn't write. Um, She's screenshotting articles that are coming. She's getting a lot of press from this. So she's like screenshotting articles. Do you think she's ill? Yes, she's definitely ill. And they like go into that. She looks like addicted to Adderall. um, Because it sounds like manic, like super manic behavior. It's extremely manic behavior. And like some people in the comments are like, you need like this is not what you should be doing like now is the time to like step away and like just like process this but she's going full force also like the story gets weirder her dad died yesterday and she like did an article she did an interview with either nbc or the new york times and like talks about that like my dad died a few hours ago and like i don't like people would judge me if I like did this interview, but I don't know. I just feel like I have to speak my truth. It's a very weird, sad, like it's not, it's like on that fine line between like, this is crazy and I can't stop watching to like, I hope she's okay. And like, okay, so like, like the, the spark notes are like, this girl like scammed people out of money in her class, like. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes people basically and then yeah. her old best friend like exposed her which led her to like attempt to show like tons of receipts in like a really manic way yes exactly Ugh, I feel like this is the kind of thing again like I'm sorry if I, I should I don't want to like make jokes about someone who's like unwell for sure but I also to your point feel like this is the kind of thing where like I can't you can't dive in now like, people who, like, knew who she was are, like, in on this. And, like, I just, like, am out on the outside. Not because yeah. I'm not interested, but because, like, like I don't know if I could, like, you can get caught up. Yeah, it's so convoluted and weird. But I don't know. It's, like, the, the first place I went after I saw Jonathan's Instagram stories was I read the article – and then I texted the group chat. And then I went to Twitter, too, because I feel like Twitter mm-hmm. is a good place to, like, get very opinionated summaries of it. And, I mean, people are just, like, people are – it's pretty divided, actually. Like, some people are, like, she's not necessarily, like, a scam artist in the same way that, like, you think of typically scam artists to be. But, like – Some people are saying that. Some people are saying it, like, reminds them of, um, did you watch that Netflix show, You, with the guy from Gossip Girl? Oh, no, but I was curious and interested. It was really good. But there's, like, a weird, like, female friendship that's, like, very kind of, like, toxic and ends in a bad way that, like, people said it reminds them of that. Um, People are talking about sort of, like, the... The fact that it's like two elitist white women doing creative writing class together, like it's such a like. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's sort of like that scene in Gossip Girl where, do you remember very early on where, like, she runs into an old classmate of hers who, like, has a book published? Yes. This reminds me of very Gossip Girl-y, yeah. No, no, um, I didn't mean Gossip Girl. I meant girls. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Also that. (laughs) That's what I meant. Totally. Um... And then people are also just making conspiracy theories about this. Like, some people think they are both in on a greater, like, media deal that is going to come out of this. Like, they're getting so much attention and press for this. So it could turn into, like, a Netflix movie, like which is what happening, it's happening with Anna Delvey. Oh, And, like, like, the Elizabeth Holmes documentary. So, like, they think that they're both in it for, like this bigger media play but I don't know I don't know it's like happening in real time and it's really like I can't stop watching it now it's like reality television happening on the internet I feel like the thing oh my god these screenshots of her Instagram are just it's crazy it's too much yeah this seems like fake kind of like her bio feels like some. Like, is she a real... Do we know for sure that she's a real person? Oh, good question. You know what? Like, could this be all, like, some ad agencies, Uh, like... I would not be surprised by that, like, at all. Except that it's been going on for so long. But why does she have so many followers? It doesn't look like her Instagram is very good. It's not. And somebody in the group text was saying that last night. Like, I don't understand why she's famous. I think that, um, well, okay, so it was a little confusing from the story, but the ex-best friend was saying that uh, she got on Instagram, like, back in 2012 when they were, like, just boosting people for, like, a really good post. So she got, like, a ton of followers from, like, a pretty macaroon post that she did, and she was doing a lot of, like, travel content. So she would just, like travel around and have these long captions of, like, cool places she was at. And it was just at a time when Instagram was, like, they were putting people on the Explore page so they would get a lot of followers that Oh, my God, wait. I'm just clicking around, and I just – okay, this is from September 1st, and Uh it's, like, a picture of her apartment. It doesn't – definitely looks like a cool, artsy girl apartment, okay? Yeah. She goes, my apartment is slowly becoming papered in Matisse cutouts. I'm cool with it. Sale at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight in my stories. It probably won't be that well. Okay, this, the first comment goes, right, okay, cool, but are you going to mail out the stuff people paid for two months ago, like ever, or refund them? There are dozens of people on Twitter who have screenshots of their purchases for your paintings and who never received them and who you have ignored or blocked. That's illegal. You're going to be arrested for fraud if you don't refund those people. Do you not get that? You realize you're literally breaking the law by not fulfilling their orders and blocking them, blah, blah. Whoa. Interesting. Crazy. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. But it's weird because she does have this, like, I mean, she did have, like, a pretty strong following of, like, women who, I guess, were, like, you know, creatives and wanted to be like her and wanted this lifestyle. Oh, yeah. She's, like, really pretty. She looks like, um, okay, this is a really weird reference. Remember that episode of Sex in the City where, like, the younger girl wants to be, like, Carrie Bradshaw? Yes. That's yes. what she looks like to me. Oh, that's such a good comparison. The, like, young Oh, I can girl. see why she would have a lot of Instagram followers. Like, her Instagram isn't, like, beautiful, like, as, like, a whole. But each uh-huh. photo, she's, like, doing something cool. 
Yeah. And she's pretty. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for explaining this to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and once you, like, dig further into it, there's just, like, so much weirdness. So many layers. And conspiracy theories around it. So we'll see what happens with Caroline Calloway. Great name. I think her name is also fake. She changed her name. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, too too writerly. Okay, Did she really she paint be... these paintings? Okay, now I'm just... <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're going to get sucked in. Um, okay. I think, who knows? Maybe she didn't. Maybe she has a ghost painter as well. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Oh, I have a... I've been doing BBG. Um, I saw that. Yeah, I've done it How's before. it going? It's going good. Um, I mean, it's made a lot easier that I'm, like, with my parents because I have someone to, like... So it's, it's on an app? Yeah, so it used to be, I used to, like, have, like, a PDF that I got from, like, my baby cousin. I remember got it from that. Like a friend. And yeah. I, like, sent it to, like, Haley. And then I remember Haley was like, uh, I think I'm just going to, like, buy the app. It's not that expensive. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. So I think it's, like, 20 bucks a month or something. Maybe it's less than that. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And it's such, such, such a good app. Like, so basically, you know, the way BBG works is I – it's by Kayla Itzines, who you guys should follow. And it used to be called Bikini Body Guide. And she changed the name of it to Sweat because Bikini Body Guide was, like, offending people. And <laughs> it's just, like, these great – it's, like, a program where basically you have – she gives you a resistance workout three a week, one arms and abs, one legs, one full body. And then mm-hmm. on the day two days in between, you're either supposed to do, like, low intensity and then later high intensity cardio or rest um and and it's all your body weight right um actually some of them you use weights like there's so what she as she's grown now there's like the original kayla bbg there's like bbg plus and now she has like three other trainers who have also made programs um Mm -hmm. and the app is just like great like so the way it works is you work out for 30 minutes and there are two circuits mm-hmm. and basically each one you spend seven minutes. So basically circuit one will give you four exercises and then for seven minutes you go through that circuit as many times as you can. Then you rest for a minute. Then you do circuit two as many times as you can in seven minutes. Which So it's like mm-hmm. a, another four exercises then you go back to circuit one, you know. So it's yeah. basically eight exercises that you're rotating through for 30 minutes. Um And they get harder as you go on through week one, week two, week three, week four. And so it's great because it's, like, only 30 minutes. Actually, if you don't, like, rest in between, it's, like, even shorter. Um, Mm -hmm. And because you're supposed to rest, like, a minute in between. Um, And a lot of them, right, you can do without weights or without any equipment. And even the ones that do have equipment, it's, like, very minimal. You know, it's, like, a kettlebell or, like, free weights. Like, you could buy that stuff or do it at, you know, any simple gym. Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, a great workout. And the app is awesome. It's, like, plugged into Spotify so you can, like, play your own music. It has, like, a planner so it, like, tell, suggests, like, which thing you should do every day. And then after you do it, it, like, marks it off. You know, so it, like – That's cool. It has, like, a lot of payoff. And, like, what I do – so, anyway, getting to my saves. So I just had a baby. And so there's some, like, ab – I was starting to do BBG postpartum, but it was just, like, way too easy. Like, it wasn't even working out. I was Mm -hmm. like, people, I'm trying to lose 20 pounds. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, And so uh, I went to do regular BBG, but um, some of the ab workouts, like, you're not supposed to do. 
uh, okay. right away because you'll like hurt yourself because your abs are like such a joke. So I was going on to Kayla's Instagram where she sometimes posts random little workouts and like looking for other ab exercises that I could like swap in. So I mm-hmm. saved like several posts, like one called beginner abs from Kayla's Instagram, one called modified BBG, one called post-pregnancy bench exercise. You know what I mean? Like oh, that cool. were just on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of what I have in my saves right now. Fun. So I'm staying with my friend Marielle while I'm in between apartments, Ugh, which is really annoying. Um, can't even talk about it. But she lives in a really nice big loft and has a Peloton. So oh, I, feel like I have a saved Peloton. Of, really? Yeah. Like, should I buy one? What's going on? It's pretty great, and I I get it now. I used to be like, why? I don't understand. Like, just get a regular exercise bike or just, like, go to SoulCycle. But I understand now after doing it and, like, seeing friends who have it. A, it's, like, a convenience and time-saving thing. Yeah. And it's really different than just being on a regular exercise bike. It's, like, there's a TV, basically, in front of the bike, and you can join live classes or, like, pick any classes and there's like so many different types of instructors and music and like they really pump you up and I burned so many calories doing it. I was really surprised like more than I do in a regular soul cycle class. Really? So my whole thing is like, so I was thinking about getting one because I think if you like price it out, it's like actually over time cheaper than soul cycle. Um, but also just for like, I could, Peloton while the baby's napping. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Um, my only thing is I feel like Soul Cycle, I'm gonna wait. Okay, Soul Cycle is you're not gonna lose weight from doing Soul Cycle. Like you lose weight from doing like leg and full body like resistance stuff. You know what I mean? And like eating and sleeping. But Soul Cycle, like when you're already in you just wanna like get a good workout, but you're not trying to like lose pounds, that's when I like love Soul Cycle. So I feel like I need to wait. Yeah. Until I like lose this weight. Um, yeah. But I, I love. I know, Soul but Cycle. like Soul Cycle, you can burn a lot of calories. I know. I it's just not feel like, like the hardest from like a strength perspective, but right. I just feel like I mean, I guess everybody's different, but I feel like losing weight mostly happens from like sleeping a lot, and <laughs> it's true. Well, also eating. I feel like eating has everything to yeah, do. Yeah, sleeping a lot, eating, and like, I just feel like. Hard, like burpee you know what I mean it's like doing 100 burpees is like so much harder than the hardest you could work in social should we go into our question yes okay so we got a question I got a question on Instagram DM from someone who's working full-time in marketing for a corporation she's starting to do some freelance work on the side and ideally she wants to end up freelancing while working in beauty fashion and lifestyle that's her dream but she's looking for advice on how to make the shift, how to get her foot in the door. How do I let companies know I'm even available, willing and able? And I asked her a follow-up question if she's doing, if she wants to do more like freelance marketing or social or what exactly. And she said that she thinks that she wants to do freelance social and wants to work with specifically like women run businesses in fashion and beauty and kind of help them with all aspects of that so she's wondering how to break into that and I feel like this is a pretty broad question we usually like to answer like really kind of more targeted and specific questions but it brought up 
some great points that we wanted to share about like freelancing and social media. Yeah, I mean, I think, well, so I do think there is one part of her question that's more targeted, which is like how, if you're trying to do freelance marketing, like how do you get out there? Which Mm -hmm. I think we can talk about, although I guess it's probably the same for any industry. I think that's the hardest part about freelancing is like getting started because then you just Mm -hmm. get referred. But right, so like when Juliet and I were talking about this, like I've done a little bit of social media freelancing before. Juliet, you've have you ever done? I've done a little bit, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like we've worked with, you know, have friends who have, and like, I mean, like Alyssa was like amazing, and I think that, um, I think there's like some very specific tasks and projects and responsibilities that work really well for freelancers and some that really don't, and I feel like we get this question yeah. a lot that it's like worth talking about, so mm-hmm. my like very strong opinion is that like to have like a good social media program and really like have a community and really like build your brand. It has to be done in house because Mm -hmm. you really need someone who like is your brand. You know, I mean, if you're lucky, you can get someone, you know, if you're doing fashion or beauty, you should try to hire someone who like uses the products and wears the clothes and like not every single post has to be from them or about them, but that's how you're going to get the best content. Mm -hmm. Um, And if, and food is easy too and travel and all those things. And if you're a brand that's like a little less obvious, you still want to try to hire someone who experiences your product and uses your product in some way. Mm-hmm. But there are other like very specific like things that a freelancer I think can be really helpful with. And so like my opinion is like a freelancer is great to come in and sort of like, let's say you're you hire someone who's like a good fit for the first thing I just said. Like they use the products, they wear the products, they're pretty good at photos, you know. Mm-hmm. But like you could hire someone who is like has a lot of social media experience to come and teach them like about cadence and scheduling and yeah. when to respond and what tools to use. Like to just like get them sort of like set up because like taking a pretty picture is not – enough right right like I think that's a really good thing for and that could either be someone who comes in and like does a few trainings or Mm -hmm. someone who's just like they're on call for that person like there's a few different ways to set it up Mm -hmm. I also think like doing influencer campaigns is like a great thing that can be outsourced yeah because you have to like correspond with the influencers you have to like identify them there's like Mm -hmm. you know all different kinds of things there Mm -hmm. but I don't think a a freelancer should ever be like doing your day-to-day posting or, like, writing your captions for you or, like, that type, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, responding to your community. Like, I think that kind of stuff has to be done in-house. Yeah. And, like, to your point, they can help you get set up with, like, the strategy for how to manage the community. But you need someone who is kind of, like, in it and living and breathing it every day who, like, gets the brand and is an extension of the brand in order for it to be, like, a, a successful successfully managed community like we saw we were sort of at Birchbox like one of the earliest and only brands who were doing that in-house like back in the day it was like people were outsourcing that to agencies and only until recently did like the L'Oreal's and Estee Lauder's move social in-house and I think that like when they did that they saw like a, a big change but it really does make a difference when you're if you are focused on like building and growing a community. Yeah, completely. And I think that like what happens a lot is that people hire a freelancer to sort of like 
give them advice, like do an audit. This happens all the time. People hire someone to do like an audit of their accounts and like mm -hmm. all this stuff and then hand it over. And then the person in-house either like doesn't follow the directives or yeah. doesn't know how to follow the directives or like doesn't have the right resources. So I really don't think it should be someone who like, it's like one thing if you want to host like classes and do trainings for like many people in your organization, I think that is really powerful. But I think mm -hmm. when people like do an audit and hand over like a recommendation, that's like not helpful. Yeah, because it's, like, it's like you're not applying it. It's like there's such a disconnect. Right. Agree. And you mm -hmm. need that person like to be like I think the best case scenario is like you hire someone in-house, the freelancer sort of, like, teaches them and, like, trains them and is, like, on call for them and maybe has, like, a weekly yeah. like, touch base and can, like, review things weekly mm -hmm. and, and that type of thing. And I want to answer her other part about, like, how to get sort of noticed and available with freelancing, which is, like, kind of for freelancing in general. But, um I mean, I feel like with social media in particular, it's like a question that we get all the time from like all of our network who is looking for social media help. Like it's just about, it's so much about networking. It's like yeah. keeping your contacts. It's like continuing to like show your work and like be connected with the right people because referrals are so big in this industry. But also I want to say, I, so we recently hired like a freelance graphic designer at Love Stories TV and you know I was I was talking to like some people about who to hire and we were looking for somebody a little bit more junior and I actually went to Facebook groups and I'm part of like a couple of like female entrepreneur like freelancer groups and I found um, our graphic designer from a group called Freelancing Females. And it was so interesting. I, like, posted in there. Um, I got, like, 50 submissions. Like, I was blown away by how many people were interested in this. And with, you know, graphic design, it's a little bit easier because you can see someone's portfolio, like, very clearly. Although I think for social, too, like, just yeah. having a website or a presence or showing, like, the campaigns you've worked on is really important to have as well. And I don't think you – I think it's nice if you have – a lot of followers because, like, mm -hmm. you can help your clients by, like, promoting them. But mm -hmm. I don't actually think that's the most important thing necessarily because it's, like, yeah. unless you're – if you're, like, a beauty influencer and you consult for beauty and fashion brands, like, that's, like, one thing. But if you're trying to help mm -hmm. all different kinds of brands, like, how could you build a big account on one of those topics? That wouldn't really – I mean, yeah. you could, but, like, if you're trying to be genuine of, like, yourself. Like, my point is, like, I don't think you have to have a ton of followers to know how to help brands build a following. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and I was going to say the other no. thing I think that people forget, Instagram DMing is, like, the most incredible, yes. um, like, democratizing mm -hmm. product. Like, you can email anyone in the whole world. Like, they might not read it. But, like, you do have the opportunity to leave a comment or send a DM to, like, anyone on Instagram. So if there's a brand you're, like, dying to work for, like, comment on their posts every day with things that, like, are actually engaging and genuine. And then one of the days be like, hey, by the way, I am a social media consultant and I'd, like, love to work for your brand if you're ever looking. You know what I mean? Like, totally. you can get noticed with Instagram in a way that, like, you wouldn't have been able to in the past. And I think that that's yeah. – people, like, forget about Instagram DM. 
Yeah, and it's such a powerful tool. And even if a brand is like, I don't know, they have like a million followers or 500,000 followers, you know for sure they have a community manager who is like responding to everyone. So they're going to see it. And maybe they're not the exact person to talk to, but they'll direct you to someone else. Yeah, totally. Um, And they'll notice if you're like commenting and liking every day with like useful, interesting things, like they'll notice. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck. Okay, you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Do You Follow Podcast, a podcast on social media and influencer marketing where we answer your real questions about all your social media and marketing cues. So if you have a question for us, we want to hear it. We are taking new questions for this this season of the podcast. You can email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com if you have a little bit more of an in-depth question. Or you can DM us. I'm at J Delphine and Rachel is at Rachel Joe Silver on Instagram. You can always be anonymous if you want. We'll keep you anonymous. Or if you want us to, you know, promote your business or company or account, we're happy to do that too. Just let us know when you submit your questions. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Bye, guys.